God, we, uh, we pray for our time together today. Let your words flow through us. Let us put aside any concerns or burdens that we have about this conversation sermon. Instead, oh God, we know that this is not for our glory, but for yours. So use us as vessels of the gospel of Jesus Christ today in the lives of those who will be viewing this video and listening to your words through us. Let us get out of the way and let your love reign through us. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So in John chapter 15, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. And so we have been reading a book um, on intentional faith development, and it comes from the idea from uh, Robert Schnazy about the five practices of fruitful living. And Jesus talks about um, that Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. If we remain in him, we will bear much fruit. Remaining in Jesus includes our intentional faith development. And so um, tell me about a time when, when you have, when did you become intentional about your own faith development? Um, when I was in, just out of college, I was applying for a job at a Christian school to be a teacher. And when I was in the interview, they essentially told me that I didn't have enough um, discipline. I didn't appear on the outside to be a believer because I wasn't attending church regularly or a part of a Bible study. Now, the individual that did the interview knew my heart and knew me personally, and so they still did hire me, but I had to sign a contract saying that I was going to move forward and actively seek out my relationship with Christ. So a part of the real thing for me was understanding that the way I acted was being received by others in a way I never really thought about before. I knew that I loved God, but whenever someone else on the outside looking in told me that it wasn't enough, it made me realize that I needed to do more in my own personal life to grow in order to show others the love that I have for God. Yeah, so for me, um, it was shortly after I was baptized. Um, when I initially had came to Christ, it was uh, more for uh, self-gain sense and um, I, as I started to walk with God and not get the things that I wanted and my faith was wavering um, I started to realize like obviously this isn't how God works so uh, that's when I started to realize I needed to study more because I was alone I didn't go to church I wasn't in a group um, so uh, interestingly enough I came across a coffee shop where they had a strong community and I got plugged in there and then that's where I started to be more educated in the word and to understand God's grace and his love for me and the reason why he didn't want me to have certain things in my life. Um, so yeah, I became more intentional in my faith because I didn't understand who God was because I didn't know his word. The, the Apostle Paul talks about intentionality um, and this is our scripture verse for today. Um, in Philippians chapter 3 
And he talks about intentionality in terms of um, everything that he had gained before he knew Christ. Everything that he had done before he knew Christ. He, he had quite a resume of, of, of his accomplishments and his achievements in his life. And he says, um, he says in chapter 3, verse 7, These things were my assets, but I wrote them off as a loss for the sake of Christ. But even beyond that, I consider everything a loss in comparison with the superior value of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. I've lost everything for him. But what I have lost, I think of as sewer trash, so that I may I might gain Christ and be found in him. And Christ have a righteousness that is not my own, that it did not come from the law, but rather from the faithfulness of Christ. It is the, the righteousness of God that is based on faith. The righteousness that I have comes from knowing Christ, the power of his resurrection, and the participation in his sufferings. It includes me being conformed to his death so that I might perhaps reach the goal of the resurrection of the dead. So what, what the Apostle Paul is telling us here is that it is the grace of God... It's not our own righteousness that makes us more like Christ. It is the righteousness of Christ. It is, it is God's grace pouring into our lives, working alongside in conjunction with our human efforts to, to give us that intentional faith that we desire. But we have to put forth our, our human efforts in that intentionality. Uh, in his book, Greg Oden talks about... Um, obtaining a teachable spirit and, and having a spiritual growth plan. These as our, our efforts in conjunction with God's grace get us there to achieve that intentional faith development that we desire in our lives. So Justin, talk to me about, about what it looks like to have an intentional uh, or a teachable spirit and how that works in conjunction with God's grace. Yeah, so I think uh, step one to being teachable is to face humility and to know that you have a need for God. You have, you have sin in your life. Um, and once we learn, start to learn of God's grace, we begin to hunger for more and more of who He is. Um, and I think that we have to understand that sacrifice is going to be involved, but like God's grace comes into that and helps us get through um, being submitted to his word. Um, so I know there's a scripture, First uh, John 3, 7, and it says, those who practice righteousness will be called righteous. And so I think as long as we're putting forth the effort to get to know who he is through his word and through community, um, the more we're, we're going to be able to walk in his grace um, and understanding Yeah, so that, that, that teachable spirit we desire, we, we crave what God has to offer us, but God makes us hungry, God makes us thirsty uh, through the grace of God. And Greg Oden also talks about having a spiritual growth plan. What, is, what does that even look like? You know, I, I personally think that a spiritual growth plan can take a lot of different forms. It's a very personal action plan, essentially, on how we want to pursue God actively into our lives. Um, sometimes you can almost think of it like 
when you get a hold of your budget, your finances, and you take the time to tell your money where it's gonna go, there's a lot of freedom in that, a lot of knowledge in that. Much like our spiritual disciplines, we can take the time and say, I'm going to use my time like this. I'm going to invest in God in these ways. And that can be through Bible studies, that can be through personal growth, through devotions, through prayer, through being a part of group you know, messaging for prayer, uh, even um, retreats, all sorts of different opportunities to connect in community and individually that's investing your time into God. And all of those are a part of intentional practices that lead to discipline and understanding. I think that that budget analogy really resonates with me. Uh, Casey and I took a, a course, the, the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace Institute, and it was very enlightening, and, and we had even begun it and then came, got away from it for a period of time, and then we've, we have found a lot of freedom in, in budgeting and, and having having a, a, a plan, a plan of action. Um, but sometimes even those plans that we want, we have obstacles that come in the way. Um, I know even in my life, uh, there's ebbs and flows. Everyone's life ebbs and flows. What, what are some obstacles that have come in your life? Oh, goodness. Um, obstacles are always going to be there. They never just disappear magically. Yeah. I would say for me personally, um, learning to balance a blended family has definitely led to um, trying to like come up with excuses. Like I was very protective of my time with my stepchildren when I was first getting to know them and I didn't want to have any additional influences on that because I was very like, no, they're, they're mine. I need time with them to, to connect. And while there's definite value in that, I definitely probably use that as an excuse to not engage fully with the church community that we were starting in. Um, I also feel like different seasons with um, my children, like we've all kind of talked about, we all have kids that are around the same age, um, that saying that, you know, my time with them is sacred or important, but at the same time, role modeling for them, the importance of relationship too is a part of that balance too. But um, also you're kind of mentioning it too, finances. I think sometimes, um, as much as we don't want to say that money matters, there's been times in my life where, with my experience growing up and everything, like I've been stressed about money and that tends to lead, that stress spirals out and it kind of poisons other parts of my life and it definitely has made obstacles at different points in my life between me and my development and my faith with God. Yeah, so family is an ongoing thing. Uh, definitely uh, the balance of having a young family and then trying to make time to go to a group that's you know outside of Sunday. Like we have all of these plans that we create around our family, around our businesses. Uh, business is a huge obstacle for me because when I'm not with my family, I'm running a business and my mind just runs rampant with uh, business ethics, and then I get home, and I need to serve my family, and then uh, the little bit of time I do get, I, you know, I try to read and pray, and uh, I just, uh, my heart's desire is just to get to know God to the point of walking with Him every second, but the reality that I'm in right now is it's difficult to do that, and so, um, but I think ultimate, one of the ultimate obstacles in my life is I can be selfish for my time, 
So I'm learning to balance my time and, and schedule things around God and community. And um, yeah, just learning balance is, is going to be a key for me in this. So. Yeah, and, and I think that it's not just the, the individuals have, who have to be intentional about their faith development. To, to be bearing fruit, to, you know, remaining in Christ and bearing that fruit of, of Jesus Christ. But I also think that, that it's the church's responsibility, the institution of the church's responsibility to provide the resources for that intentional faith development. You know, you can't be intentional about your faith. You cannot develop your faith in, in isolation. Uh, there's things you can develop in isolation, but, but you're not going to grow in the fruits of the Spirit uh, you know, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. You're not going to not going to grow in those fruits of the spirit in, in isolation. You do that in community, but also more than that, the, the church has to be able to offer the resources for someone to be intentional about their faith. Uh, and, and I know that in the past, the church has, you know, this church has done disciple Bible study or uh, Sunday school classes, and those offerings, those are those are important, but even more than that, uh, what would it look like if you had somebody who walked alongside you, who mentored you and coached you in your faith development, who, who maybe um, maybe was a faith mentor uh, or uh, somebody who encouraged you to, to take the next step, and not so much that they're you know checking in on you every day, but um, maybe this, they make a suggestion. Hey, have you considered going to do this in your life? Have you considered going to do that? Because as a church, as even Brock and I, the Methodist Church, we can't offer we can't offer every resource to everyone. But what we can do as a connectional United Methodist Church, or even in connection with our community and churches in our community, we can say, "Well, I do know that." Uh, for example, maybe somebody needs a 12-step recovery group. We might not be offering that here right now, but we can point them to Emmanuel Baptist Church that's doing 12-step recovery groups. And we can say, have you considered going to a 12-step recovery group? Or, uh, or maybe there's a class that's being taught at, at, at First Methodist Weatherford that we're not teaching right now. Uh, we can point them in that direction. But a, but a faith mentor... Has, could have the tools and the skill set to say, you know what, I, I think this might be good for you right now. But also, if, if we work together as a, as a body of Christ, and we know what the needs are in our own community, in our own, in our own church, we could say, okay, well, maybe, maybe there's enough people right now who want to learn more financial responsibility. So maybe we need to offer Financial Peace University. Or, or maybe there's several people who are who are in the infancy stage of learning how to use their Bibles. So we want to offer an introduction to the Bible course, or, uh, or maybe people want to learn more about the teachings of Jesus right now. And so we're going to do uh, a course on the Gospels. Um, but it's, it's the faith mentors in our congregation who can do that. And so we have a responsibility as a church, not just to to encourage people to be intentional about their faith, but also as a church to be intentional about what we offer people in their faith journeys. But this is the this is the but this is the this is the interesting thing is that when we read uh, in in John chapter fourteen, 
uh, when Jesus says uh, that he is divine and we are the branches. John chapter 15, excuse me. When Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches, if you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. We have to think about that not only individually, but as a community as well. So if our church remains in Christ, if our church remains focused on Christ, then our church will bear much fruit. And our church will be fruitful in our, in our quest, in our mission, to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And all of this happens, it's, it's God's grace working in conjunction with our human efforts is how we individually grow and how our church grows uh, as a community of faith. So I want us to, to close in prayer and we're gonna, we're gonna pray that God gives us the wisdom and, and the knowledge and the hunger and the thirst uh, that only through God's grace can we be intentional about our faith development. God, we thank you for your grace in our lives. We thank you for the ways that you prod us and the ways that you encourage us, the ways that you move us forward through your grace. God, you have worked in our lives even before our awareness of it. But God, today we are asking that you give us a hunger and a thirst to know you more. That you give us knowledge and wisdom as to how we can grow in our knowledge and wisdom of Jesus Christ. God, let your grace fall upon us as a church as we seek to remain in you that we may all bear fruit. We pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.